Good morning, friends. Today's message is entitled, False Evidence Appearing Real. Now, if you take the first letter of each of those words, it spells out F-E-A-R, fear. Well, allow me to begin with by sharing four scripture passages and see if you can identify what they have in common. First of all, from Joshua chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now from Psalm 27, verses 1 through 3. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. And then 2 Timothy 1.7 For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. And finally, from 1 John 4.18 Perfect love drives out fear. Did you notice the things that each passage had in common? Do not be terrified. Whom shall I fear? God did not give us a spirit of timidity. And perfect love casts out fear. The really interesting thing is that if you read your Bible and start counting the number of times God says, fear not, you'll be amazed. Actually, the people who count such things have counted the fear nots in the King James Version. And there are 365 fear nots. That is, there's one fear not for every day of the year. Now, I want to give you four steps to dealing with fear, that false evidence that appears real. Four steps, I think, that will help you move from fear to faith, from cowardice to courage. The first thing I would remind you of is to remember your position. Proverbs 28, 1 says, The wicked man flees, though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Did you get that? The righteous are bold, not the wicked. The wicked are scared to death. The first step to courage is to remember who you are in Jesus. To remember that in him you are strong, you are victorious, you are accepted, you're justified, you're redeemed, you're saved, you're completely forgiven. I mean, your sins are washed away and you are seated with Jesus in the heavenlies. In other words, you are justified, therefore you are righteous. You're born for courage and not for fear. 2 Timothy 1.7 reminds us that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and a sound mind. So, friends, if you have a spirit of fear, timidity, or anxiety, it didn't come from God. God does not give to his people a spirit of fear. Remember that in Jesus you are strong and victorious and accepted and justified and redeemed and saved and completely forgiven. Now, if I were to talk to you today as a former coach, as I was, I might say it this way. Friends, you were born to play this game. (laughs) And then I'd go on and just remind you that you're born for courage. You're born for bravery, for strength, to be an overcomer. I mean, God has given you his spirit. You were not born to be a loser. You were born through Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit to be victorious over the problems, struggles, and trials of life. The second thing I, I, I would share with you is to confront your fears. Now, remember the text where it said, The wicked flee when no man pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Friends, you will be gripped with fear until you decide to confront it. 
I mean, fear will win every day until you stand up, look at that fear straight in the face and say, you're not going to win over me anymore. By the help of God and, and the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, I am going to win against you. You will never win until you rise up and confront the thing that is dragging you down. Now, courage is nothing more than seeing the fear and acting against it. How many of you know the 95% rule of worry? Well, it goes like this. 95% of the things you worry about won't happen. You see, God has given us a sound mind so that we can look at our problems. He has given us power so we can overcome, and he's given us love so we can respond in his character. There's no reason for a child of God to be, re to be gripped and destroyed by fear. So confront your fears. You think you're going to go over the edge? You're never going to know until you get out there and confront it. The third thing I would tell you is censor your input. See, a healthy mind is absolutely essential to getting free from fear. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. See, now there's a negative side to this and a positive side. Let's start with the negative side. The negative side is that you have to cut the negative people out of your life. Those people who drag you down. You probably have people telling you that, that you can't or that it can't be done. It won't work. They tell kids you can study all you want. You can work as hard as you want. You still won't make an A. You can save all the money you want, but you still won't be able to buy that house or that car or that whatever. I mean, you can apply for that job, but you're never going to get it. I mean, they're just a bunch of cants and ain'ts and naysayers who pull you down all the time and feed your fears. You don't need those kind of people in your life. Censor your input so that you're not listening to people who feed your fear. The flip side, of course, is the positive side. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Colossians 3, 2 tells us to set our mind on things above where Christ dwells with God in heaven. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And one more, Psalm 119, verse 165. Great peace have they which love your law, and nothing can make them stumble. Now, this will work for you, but you have to make it work. You've got to put the word of God in one ear and the fear will go out the other. Fill your mind with the Word of God. You won't have time to dwell in the depths of overcoming fear. Now, you might ask, well, where do I start? Well, let me suggest Psalm 121. It says, I will lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. You see, friends, you put the Word of God in one ear, the fear just goes out the other. And if you need a little more, go to Psalm 91. Great stuff there. Now, all I'm saying is, is that you have to censor your input in a time of crisis so the Word of God becomes not just something you read on a Sunday or hear your pastor hammer from the pulpit, but literally the stuff that you live on. Well, the fourth way to combat fear is to cultivate your love. You have to live in such a way that if the, as if the fear didn't even exist. First John 4.18 says, Perfect love casts out fear. Now, you can either have the love of God or you can have the fear generated by the Satan. But you can't have them both dominating your life at the same time. I mean, either fear is going to push the love out or the love of God will push the fear out. Now, how do you do that? 
Well, why not start by thanking God for the thing that's causing you to fear? That's pretty strange, isn't it? Have you ever thought about doing that? Thanking God for the very thing that's causing your trepidation? Lord, I don't want this. I don't need this. I'm not sure I deserve this, but I thank you for sending it into my life. And then maybe just start listing the blessings that have come into your life because of the thing that you fear so badly. See, now you're praying. You're reading your scriptures. You're asking your friends to help you pray. You can't wait to get to worship because you're dying during the week. And best of all, at long last, God has got your undivided attention, which is what he wanted all along. And then each day, share one of those blessings with another person. And that's what courage is. It's facing and dealing with the impossible situations of life and still believing in God, still rejoicing in his goodness, and you can share that with others. Now, I don't want you to add courage. You've you've already got courage. God put it in you the moment you came to Jesus. Use the courage that God has already given you. You already have victory in Jesus. Now live in that victory. You already have power. Use the power that God's given you. And what is courage? It's facing and dealing with dangerous and difficult situations of life. So this is what I I, I want you to think about doing. Number one, just name your fear. I mean, you already know what it is. And two, decide this week to confront it and to not run away from it. I mean, what would your life be like if that fear didn't exist? Now, there's an old proverb that goes this way. Better to spend one day as a lion than a hundred years as a sheep. Well, better to spend one day with courageous faith in God than a whole lifetime cowering in fear. So friends, go out and the Lord will be with you. Lift up your head with hope and confidence in Almighty God that whatever he throws your way, you can face it. Take courage. Be strong and courageous for the Lord our God is with you. Fear not, child of God. Until next time, see the vision, live the mission, and feel the passion. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.